Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel, broadcasting from home today, along with the entire About Mansfield news team. We appreciate you being here today. This is episode 26th, our six-month anniversary. We thank you for being a part of our success as we watch our listener numbers grow each week. Coming up on this episode, we have news and local weather for the upcoming week. And as always, we will conclude this episode with the trivia question of the week for our $25 gift card to Fish City Grill. Let's take a look at this week's headlines. Council unanimously approves homestead exemption. COVID-19 is still spreading in Mansfield. Big League Dreams closes after employee tests positive for COVID-19. City leaders talk about making change in race relations. City staff seeks approval for a Main Street parklet. Assistant fire chief retires after 24 years of service. Sahara Desert dust could make for a stunning sunset in Mansfield. Alexa is here with the weather and Stacy Main interviews the Mansfield ISD PTA Council President Samantha Lee. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is about Mansfield. Hi, this is John with Pool Aid, your local pool care specialist. With the exceptional amount of rain that we've experienced so far this year, spring is a vital time to clean pool filters, skim leaves and debris, and keep skimmers clean to ensure proper circulation as well as keep your pool sweep in good working condition. If you have any questions or concerns or need a certified professional to help keep your pool safe and clean, visit us on the internet at poolaid.net. That's poolaid.net. We're here for you. Hi, I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center, inviting you to make our thrift store your one stop for shopping, donating, and volunteering. When neighbors buy your donations, the proceeds help other Mansfield neighbors in need with free services including financial assistance, employment help, food, medical, dental, and vision care. Voted Best Thrift Store in 2019 by Living Magazine, the Mansfield Mission Center Thrift Store is located at Broad and Walnut Creek. For more details, visit our website at Mansfield. Mansfieldmission.org. That's mansfieldmission.org. Hi, this is Jan Cox. And this is John Cox, owner of Stevens Garden and Grill. And you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. All right, please record your votes. All right, that motion carries unanimously. City Council unanimously approved Mansfield's first homestead exemption Monday night. Even though homeowners will receive a small reduction in their tax bill, Councilperson Julie Short said that we're moving in the right direction. I, I want to make sure citizens realize that even though it's it's not going to be a huge benefit to the bill, like Mr. Lehman pointed out, we're 26% of the bill, um, I do believe it is a step in the right direction. It's a way to show citizens that we we hear you, we want to help, this isn't going to, you know, send anybody on vacation because they're saving so much money on their tax bill, but we are moving in the right direction, and hopefully we can increase it down the road. Councilman Casey Lewis explains how the program will work. So a homestead exemption takes your already existing homesteaded property um, and exempts a percentage of that value. Um, So a math example would be if you have a $400,000 home in Mansfield, rather than paying taxes and having your tax bill assessed on $400,000, you would have $40,000 of that exempted and you would pay taxes on $360,000. One of the big parts of a homestead exemption is recognizing that uh, the city 
uh, if they did nothing, would see an excess revenue from from residents. Um, and so we're not necessarily saving substantial money, cutting substantial money, but we are keeping you from having your bill raise at an unsustainable rate. Obviously, if you've been following along in council meetings, we're making some changes to just procedures and policies and finding, you know, tightening the belt, finding cuts where we can. Still planning on opening the fire station, uh, the new fire station on the east side of town. So four more fire positions, four more police officer positions. Um, So all is good and bright here in Mansfield. Councilman Terry Moore confirmed his checklist with Deputy City Manager Peter Phyllis, who presented the proposal. Could we do it without decreasing employee compensation pay? Under this scenario, the answer is yes. Okay. Could we do it without changing benefits at all? Under under this scenario, the answer is yes. Okay. Could we do it without any layoffs? People that work for the city today losing their jobs. I, I, we could probably accommodate that, but there may be a couple of things we need, we need to address. Okay. And will we see any reduction in city services to our citizens? No. You won't see any reductions in services to the citizens. Okay. And I guess just in summary, the new revenue we have coming in in this coming year from taxes would exceed the cost of granting a 10% homestead exemption. Is that a fair statement? Councilman Moore said it's what the homeowners have been asking for. Now it's the homeowner's time. This is their year. It's their turn to see a benefit in what we do that directly affects them. And whether it saves them $250 a year or what, it's their turn. The COVID-19 epidemic is not getting any better in Mansfield. About Mansfield's Dennis Webb has the story. Thanks, Steve. The virus is spreading in Mansfield. We have a small number of active cases, but we have been getting more rather than fewer each week. If it keeps increasing, Mansfield will have a problem. Every day, Tarrant County reports how widespread the virus is in its many cities, including Mansfield. On Monday, June 22, 2020, the county reported 179 Mansfieldians as having tested positive since the start. 97 of them have recovered and 7 have died. Of the 179 cases, Mansfield had 25 new cases in the previous seven days. This is the largest number we have had since the start, and the week before we only had 16 new cases. And we also had two new deaths, also the largest number we have seen in Mansfield. If you subtract 97 recovered Mansfield from 179 infected ones, you get 82 fellow citizens from whom any of us could catch the virus today if you spend time close to them. This 82 is a bit higher than where we were in, in May. Since Mansfield numbers are still increasing, experts suggest there are an unknown number of undiagnosed cases walking around in town, able to infect other people, some with no symptoms, and most not knowing they have it. What happens if a person tests positive? Your doctor will tell you to completely quarantine until the virus is gone. People have had a range of symptoms from nothing to awful. In the state of Texas, of the people who have tested positive for this virus, 8.5% will have to go to the hospital for a while. That's 1 in 12 people who have tested positive. And almost 2% will die from it. Of the 210 people who have died in Tarrant County from the virus, most of them, 68%, are over age 65. On Sunday, 
Tarrant County Judge Whitley strongly encouraged all Tarrant County citizens to do the following. When you're out of your house, keep six feet of distance from other people, wear a mask, wash or disinfect your hands a lot. If you are old or sick, stay home as much as you can. On Monday, Texas Governor Greg Abbott asked all Texans to do the same, as the statewide trends are very bad this week. If every Texan took these simple measures, we could turn it around. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Big League Dreams closed its ballpark facility Monday after an employee tested positive for COVID-19. An email from the Mansfield Youth Baseball Association notified parents and coaches of the closure. According to the email, Big League Dreams closed the facility to sanitize contact areas of the park. Work is being done to determine the origin and what type of contact this employee may have had with the others. The Fort Worth Star-Telegram reports that the MYBA does not have any games scheduled at the facility until Thursday. According to the BLD Facebook page, the facility opened recently with a 75% capacity limit in the stadium club restaurant and implemented and encouraged social distancing through the facility, yet there were no limitations on spectators. City leaders got together on Friday to answer race relation questions submitted by the community. Bethlehem Baptist Church pastor Michael Evans hosted the 90-minute video conference, which included local leaders Mayor David Cook, Police Chief Tracy Aaron, MISD Police Chief Greg Minter, MISD Superintendent Dr. Kimberly Cantu, and members of the Mansfield High School Black Student Association. Dr. Cantu responded to a request to add more black history into the curriculum. Because we know that although we might be in a textbook adoption that's going to last for 10 years, it doesn't mean that we can't supplement and enhance what the state is requiring us to teach. And we, we need to be better at that, and we will be better at that. Police Chief Tracy Aaron said that routine training is crucial. Uh, believe it or not, we do training every year with our folks. Uh, we not only do a racial profiling training and, 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 and biased policing training, but uh, it, that's something that we do every year. The state mandates a certain portion of that through the academy, but, but we find it that it's important to get in front of our guys every single year. The city council has a history in a lack of diversity with having had only one black council person when McClendon Moody served in 1988. Mayor David Cook suggests the potential for racial inclusion. Any person has the right to run for council or you know, a county, county commissioner seat or legislature or anything like that. So um, as far as the, the makeup, if it's a matter of people getting involved and in, in voting uh, for the, you know, the person they think is best suited for the job. Pastor Evans plans to hold the second of four quarterly meetings in September. City Council discussed on Monday night the possibility of adding a temporary parklet to Main Street. The parklet will be an ornate, aesthetically pleasing gathering area that could take up a couple of parking spaces along Main Street. Director of Planning and Development Matt Jones explains the concept. Uh, it encourages pedestrian activity. Um, it gives people a spot to, to linger, so to say, so they can gather, you know, they can uh, have a cup of coffee, maybe do some work, um, but just uh, enjoy being in a, a communal space. Mayor Cook says it could benefit downtown. Something outside the box, but I do want to say thank you to all the groups downtown and to you, Matt. I know you, this is something you've taken taken the lead on, it seems like, and, and uh, I think it's a, a great idea and it'd be great for a store downtown. So. A quality design was a major topic, but safety was 
the main concern. You don't want to wipe out 10 people sitting on Yeah, the we've discussed having wheel stops, you know, some type of reflective yeah. uh, material on the corner. So we'll make sure that the safety's a priority there. The city would run the temporary program, which has been favored by nonprofits Downtown Mansfield Incorporated and the Historic Mansfield Business Association. Council approved to hear more about the project in their next meeting. 24 years is a good run working for one company, especially when that company is Mansfield Fire Rescue. About Mansfield's Robbie Terry has the story. Clay Haywood was hired by Mansfield Fire Rescue in May of 1996 from the Odessa Fire Department. In May of 1996 from the Odessa Fire Department. During his tenure here, Mr. Kaywood was a founding member of the Fire Department's Honor Guard and Fire Safety Clown Program and ascended the ranks to Fire Marshal, a role he has filled for the last 10 years. In 2018, Mr. Kaywood was instrumental in adopting the International Fire Code by the City of Mansfield. Fire Marshal Assistant Chief Claywood has retired after 24 years of service to the citizens of Mansfield. Chief Kaywood. We applaud you for your accomplishments and wish you the best in your retirement. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Robbie Terry. And just when you thought that 2020 couldn't get any weirder, a massive plume of dust from the Sahara Desert, the thickest in decades, is expected to move into the Gulf of Mexico and parts of the United States later this week. Computer models are indicating that the dust could reach Mansfield and the rest of North Texas by this weekend. Weather.com reports that the densest plume began to emerge off western Africa last weekend and has now traveled over 3,000 miles across the Atlantic Ocean to the Caribbean Sea, covering an area larger than the contiguous United States and Western Europe. Dust plumes like these are said to produce spectacular sunrises and sunsets, yet they typically become less concentrated the farther to the west they move. Friday is National Canoe Day. My neighbor just bought a new canoe. He can canoe a new canoe. Can you canoe a new canoe? Let's find out if Mother Nature is going to cooperate for a day on the lake anytime this week. Alexa? In Mansfield for the next seven days. Wednesday, 91 degrees Fahrenheit and partly sunny weather. Thursday, 88 degrees and intermittent clouds. Friday, 89 degrees and intermittent clouds. Saturday, 91 degrees and intermittent clouds. Sunday, 92 degrees and intermittent clouds. Monday, 93 degrees and intermittent clouds. Tuesday, 93 degrees and intermittent clouds. The Tarrant Regional Water District recommends that you do not water your lawn this week. Recent rainfall has provided most of our lawns with all the water they need for this week. Be sure to turn your sprinklers off until next week. For more watering and irrigation tips, log on to waterisawesome.com. That's a look at news and weather. If you have a news tip that you would like us to follow up on, please send us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is news at aboutmansfield.com. Just a reminder to follow this podcast so you will be automatically notified when a new episode is released. The easiest way is to log on to our website at aboutmansfield.com and enter your email address under the follow podcast by email heading on the homepage. 
And if you own an Amazon device, listening is as easy as saying, Alexa, play the About Mansfield podcast. And by the way, thank you for all the five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Coming up after the break, Stacey Main will chat one-on-one with Mansfield ISD PTA Council President Samantha Lee. Stay with us. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel and the entire news team. And this is About Mansfield. It has literally carved the landscape of the planet itself. Yet beyond its beauty and its grace, it is essential to life itself. Water, it's awesome. Enjoy it. Just don't waste it. Visit waterisawesome.com. In 1999, Mansfield Cares was founded to be the safety net for those in need in our great city. Mansfield Cares built the first free medical dental eye clinic and the warehouse that is home to the only food bank in Mansfield. Our city's seven food pantries, Feed the Kids program, Back to School Bash, and college scholarships have all benefited from Mansfield Cares. Become a part of Mansfield's safety net. Donate today at mansfieldcares.org. That's mansfieldcares.org. Hi, I'm George Strait. We all know that being Texan means being friendly. And as we open Texas back up, it's important that we stay extra friendly by thinking about all our fellow Texans. So go on, write this down. Take a little note to remind you of these friendly things you can do to help defeat COVID-19. Wash your hands regularly, wear a face mask, and stay six feet apart from others in public. Let's show the world what it means to be Texan by staying safe and staying friendly. Welcome back to About Mansfield. This is the segment where I usually interview a Mansfield resident in studio. Today, I pass the baton to About Mansfield's Stacy Main, who interviews MISD Council President Samantha Lee. Stacy, Images of raising funds and bake sales may come to mind when you think of the PTA. The Parent-Teacher Association plays a more important role on our Mansfield school campuses. They advocate for the safety and education of our children in schools, at school board meetings, and at the Texas Capitol. With the number of COVID-19 cases going up in Texas and the concerns surrounding our students and teachers returning to school in August, the advocacy of our PTA is more important than ever. Joining us today is Samantha Lee, president of the Mansfield ISD Council. Full disclosure, I am a member of a local PTA and am asking these questions as a member, a parent, and a concerned citizen. So, Samantha, let's start first with the overall uh, role of the PTA in our schools um, so people can understand what the PTA does. PTA has a mission like any other good organization, and the PTA's mission is to make every child's potential a reality by engaging and empowering families for all children. And what does that mean? That means we need to speak up for the kids, speak up for our communities. And PTA is a way that as a community member, as a parent in a school, you can join up and put all our voices together to, to speak up for our kids and our communities. The easiest way to do that is join your local PTA like you've done. I'm glad to hear that. That's what we want people to do. Join your local PTA and volunteer at their activities and then eventually step up maybe and become a leader in your community as a PTA leader. And so our PTAs support our schools by doing whatever little bit we can. Um, Sometimes we fundraise to help pay for field trips. Sometimes it's popcorn parties. 
And a lot of times it's teacher appreciation to show them a little extra love. And um, who can join the PTA? Anybody can join the PTA. It's open to everyone in the community. Um, Parents, grandparents, even students can become members. You can invite your relatives from out of state. Uh, PTA made it very easy to join a few years ago. There's a website called joinpta.org. And from that website, you can join any Texas PTA that you want to be a member at. The PTA is an advocacy group, and as a many PTAs are on campus, I'm sure many parents know, but the community may not know that, that the PTAs have strong presence on campuses. So I, um, I know from experience that at the end of last year, there was virtually no PTA participation because we were not, you know, couldn't be on PTA uh, on campus. Tell us how that's going to change, how the role of the PTA will change this year. Yeah, we've. it was a challenge at the end of last year. Um, we had to move a lot of activities online. We certainly moved all our meetings online to virtual, like Zoom or meetings, um, which was something new for PTA because in the past, we were not allowed to have virtual meetings. Um, Texas PTA that allowed us to do our meetings virtually. And those rules were put in place through June 30th. And we are expecting an extension on that so that we can continue to virtually support our schools. And even though there were, um, we weren't on campus, I know that many PTAs managed to do teacher appreciation at the end of the year by um, uh, one that I know happened at several schools was buying Sonic drinks for teachers, and the PTA invited them to come for between 12 and 2 on a Wednesday afternoon, and the teachers could drive through a particular Sonic, and the PTA was buying them drinks. So we still managed to get in there and take care of some business at the end of the year. Moving forward, is it is going to be a challenge, though. We need to figure out how to still and get people to still join PTA and keep up a good line of communication between the school and the parents. And what will some of the roles um, that will be affected with the virtual learning, if that's the, um, well, some of the roles that PTA will, will be able to do virtually and not be able to do virtually? Yeah, we're still looking at that, and I'm really hoping... Um, I know that actually today, from what I understand, uh, Governor Abbott is having a meeting with school districts to talk about guidelines for the new year. And I feel like we're expecting Mansfield ISD is just waiting to hear back um, what kind of guidelines may be laid down by the governor, what kinds of guidelines they will get from the health professionals, And then, of course, there is the parent survey that went out a week ago. I think it's open for a couple more days still till the 25th, I believe. And the parent survey for parents to give input on what they expect or what they feel comfortable with in the new school year. And once we know the results of all those things coming together, we'll be able to plan better for how PTA can function 
under all these new guidelines. What is some of the feedback you've gotten from some of the PTA members and even from some of the parents on how comfortable they feel? Yeah, I think it's a very mixed bag. There's certainly those parents that are ready to have their kids go back to school. Their kids want to be back at school. But I've also seen um, just discussions online where there's concerns for teachers because I think I'm not a medical professional, but I think from the data and things we've seen, we know that young children don't seem to be as affected by the virus, whereas adults are. So in an elementary school setting, even if the kids are passing the virus around to each other and not really getting sick, the teachers are the more vulnerable people in that situation. So that's something the district really needs to figure out how that all is going to work. Um, Of course, we know there are certainly a good portion of students in Mansfield as well as all around the country that rely on the school for meals every day. And even though Mansfield ISD has continued to serve meals um, for students and make those available, that's something that going forward needs to keep happening. And if kids are at school, then obviously they have a better chance of actually getting those meals. So there's a whole range of concerns. The Texas PTA um, put out a statement last week basically saying that it's really up to parents to make the best decision for their own child's needs and Student safety is a priority for Texas PTA, and that they hope that the school districts will follow the guidelines of the health professionals when they consider moving back to school in the new year. And how can parents um, advocate for their children to where they feel, you know, to the level they feel safe? What are some ways that they can they can um, address this themselves? Have a voice. Yeah, I would definitely say don't be afraid to email your principal, email the superintendents of the schools. Um, Mansfield ISD um, has a website where you can find contact information for all those people. Um, if you want to reach higher, then Texas PTA, like I said, they, we are an advocacy group. And if you go to the Texas PTA website, which is TX, pta.org, you'll find a link for advocacy. And in that link, there is a place where you can find out who your local legislators are based on your zip code and your address. And you can, it will bring up a list of who your legislator representatives are. You can just check off each one that you want to message, and then you can compose an email and send through um, the Texas PTA advocacy website. So they make it very easy for you to find out who your legislators are, and you can contact them directly that way. Samantha, I'm sorry. I was just going to ask if there was anything else you wanted to add before we ended our conversation. I would just say please continue supporting your PTAs by joining them. That is really the best way that you can, we can keep our PTAs active on the schools is to um, have keep our membership up. And then as we move forward, we will be sure and uh, get information out to everybody of how PTA is going to work. And we really um, look forward to 
figuring out how things are going to work for us in this new in this new year. We'll make it work. I'm confident in that. I was speaking with Samantha Lee, president of the Mansfield ISD PTA Council. The parent input survey Ms. Lee mentions can be found at mansfieldisd.org and closes June 25th at 5 p.m. I'm Stacy Main, and this is About Mansfield. We'll be right back. Hi, this is John with Pool Aid, your local pool care specialist. With the exceptional amount of rain that we've experienced so far this year, spring is a vital time to clean pool filters, skim leaves and debris, and keep skimmers clean to ensure proper circulation as well as keep your pool sweep in good working condition. If you have any questions or concerns or need a certified professional to help keep your pool safe and clean, visit us on the internet at poolaid.net. That's poolaid.net. We're here for you. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with an SPF of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. We welcome all feedback about the program, whether it's a specific news story or a feature that you may have heard. Feel free to chime in by sending an email to comments at aboutmansfield.com or by voicemail at 817-435-2938. Again, that's 817-435-2938. We will read or play back some of the comments in a future episode. Congratulations to Jan Breyer, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. What are the latitude and longitude coordinates for the intersection of Broad and Main Street in historic Mansfield? According to Google Maps, the coordinates are 32 degrees 33 minutes and 48.6 seconds north by 97 degrees 8 minutes and 31.3 seconds west. Jan has won a $25 gift card to Fish City Grill. After the break, this week's trivia question of the week. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Meet Keith, loving dad, board game champ, bus driving pro. I drive 65,000 miles in my bus each year. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. Like how there are some things I simply can't see. On my route the other day, a car tried to sneak past me and ends up right in my blind spot. I turned slowly, so accident avoided. But no car should be in the blind spot for a 40,000-pound bus. It's It's our our roads. It's It's our safety. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. It is time for the highly coveted, wildly popular trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to Fish City Grill, home of the world-famous Oyster Nachos. You can find them at the corner of Debbie Lane and 157 or on the internet at fishcitygrill.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, this week's exciting question is, how many zip codes border the city of Mansfield? And can you name them? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, how many zip codes border the city of Mansfield? And can you name them? Good luck, and thanks to Fish City Grill for the gift card. 
Coming up next week on About Mansfield, our usual array of news, talk, and information. And we will have an in-studio interview with Texas Wesleyan Professor of History, Dr. Chris Ohan. The show will be released on Wednesday, July 1st. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just go to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and enter your email address. We will never send you any spam. We promise. Thank you for listening. For Colleen Daniel and the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield.